Welcome to the podcast, From Our Home to Yours, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. It's where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello, ladies. Well, we have the most special podcast today. I'm so excited because I have my daughter Pearl with me. I can't believe that I've actually got her on my podcast. I mean, she is so busy with Trim Healthy Mama. I'm sure most of you already know Serene and Pearl, who are Trim Healthy Mama. And I'm sure you must have their cookbooks. And if you don't, well, you can make sure you get them because they will transform your life. And you can go to their website, which is TrimHealthyMama.com. And you can listen to their podcast. I guess loads of you already listen to uh, Pearl and Serene's podcast. They have about 200,000 people listening to their podcast. So if you're not already uh, doing it, you can join the thousands and you'll be just so blessed. Well, Pearly, it's so great to have you here today. Yeah, it's fun to be here, Mum. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you're doing this podcast mm. so you don't need to travel as much. And um, we like you home here. Oh, thank you. On the hilltop. Yes, this is where we all live. And Pearl lives just um, just a few yards, well, a bit more than Couple a few hundred. yards. A couple of hundred yards down the road. And um, to catch you up with Pearlie's family, uh, they have Meadow, who is married. That's her oldest daughter. Such a beautiful daughter and married to the most gorgeous guy, Kendall. And they have the most gorgeous little boy, Warren, who's about eight months now. So now Pearl has um, transitioned to a whole new realm of grandmothering. I know, but the <laughs> word itself still freaks me out because yeah. I call myself Prissy. Prissy, because yes. you know her middle name yeah. is Priscilla. Right. Yes. But the whole grandmother thing, I just still feel way too young, cool and hip, but <laughs> I'm sure. But in actual fact, I am a grandmother and I just love it. Yes. Oh, Pearl is the most doting grandmother. And her and her husband, Charlie, oh, goodness me, I love watching them with Warren. They are just, they're just about like the parents. I think you'd take him over if oh, you could. Oh, we would. <laughs> yes. But I didn't know, you know, just... Oh, sorry. We've got some... yeah, someone's drag racing down yes. the road. Uh, I didn't know, Mum... I mean, I know that you loved being a grandmother, but you d I think it's all a big secret, like the secret code of the grandparent people and they don't tell anyone and you don't realize how great it is until you become a grandmother or a grandfather. Oh, it's yeah. like it's this hidden secret that it's the best time of your life. Oh, yes. It Unbelievable. Is. Oh, yes. And that, I mean, I am blessed now to have 47 grandchildren and every single one of them, oh, every one are just so amazing. But I have to admit, it's like your first child. Mm. That first grandbaby, it's not that you 
love any of your uh, continuing ones any less. You love them just as much with all your heart. But the wonder. Yeah, the wonder, the wonder of it. Like the wonder of your firstborn. <laughs> yes. It's the wonder of your first. Baby, I remember, you know, having the ba- having my babies, and it was incredible. But yeah. like, you're in the trenches, you know, yes, you're doing it, you're I keeping know. them alive, you're feeding them. Yes. And I remember the wonder of it and just the love. But now with Warren, our our first grandchild, like everything he does, there is no other baby in the world that can do it like him. <laughs> Don't even tell me that there could be, because even like just for him to just like blink his eyes, what? <laughs> <laughs> the way he blinks his eyes. Oh, my goodness. It's better than any other baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, maybe some of you haven't got to this stage yet, but just think of what's ahead. Oh, this is the wonderful way God has planned our lives. It's so wonderful. He's planned seasons and uh, they just get become more wonderful all they the really time. They really do. Yes. I didn't know when I, I think when I was a younger woman, I don't think of myself as really old, but I'm approaching 50. Ooh, you don't look it. She looks about 25. <laughs> no, I don't. But I, I used to sort of think, oh, yeah, I'm going to get older and be a grand. And there was no joy about being a grandmother or that stage. But honestly, I can say that this stage in my life, it does get better, Mom. I think when oh, you yes. just, you know, you put in, you plant and you, and you put the water on your family and you nurture it. And then, and then the payoff is so rewarding. I just cannot believe this season of my life. Yes. And so I think we could encourage you, young mums who are listening, oh, just don't despise the day of small things, these these times when you're just hidden away in your home and it's just diapers and Mm. dishes and, and sometimes feels like drudgery. But Oh, this is just the sowing of just glorious seeds into just so much that's ahead. And and as your children grow and they get into all the different things that they're interested in and your your life look, your life as a mother never becomes smaller. It becomes wider it and does wider. It becomes wider. bigger. And I, and I like the way you yes. said the glory. You know, I feel like as your children grow and then they have children of their own, to me, it, it feels like glory. I mean, giving God all the yes. glory, but I'm re- I feel like I'm receiving some of it. Like you said, yes. you know, in the, when you're there and you have little ones and you have sleepless nights and you're in mm. the trenches, this it's hard, but there's so much joy in it. Yeah. Um, but then things, you know, you sow and you reap. And That's then the Bible right. says your children will grow up and call you blessed and isn't that amazing when that happens? I just... Oh, yes. Oh, what is happening here? Oh, that's here. Serene. That's She's Serene. calling. Serene. Well, I bet yes. Serene would answer on our podcast, yes. but you better Hello, not. Oh, you Serene. are. You're on the we're, podcast, Serene. We're in the middle of the podcast and you interrupted. What? What? What are you talking? You're on the podcast. You're on Nana's po- mum's podcast. So what are you saying? Can she borrow your car to go grocery shopping? Yes, you can. Bye. <laughs> She's just wanting to borrow the car to go grocery That's shopping. funny because I, before I came over here, we were um, recording our podcast. Radio program. Yeah. Well, yeah. We do a little of both sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So anyway, it's quite amazing because it was actually Sam and Serene who bought this car for us. 
And uh, the amazing thing is, though, they haven't even got a car big enough for themselves, <laughs> so they have to borrow this car. Really, they might as well just have it because they use it every day. <laughs> anyway, so, oh, but Pearlie. Yes. Not only have you got Warren, but... You're having another grandbaby. Yes, yes. One yes. on the way by son Bowen and his wife Kahura due in February. So it's so exciting. Yes. Isn't I'm it? like one of those obnoxious grandmothers, though, that can't stop talking about it. So if you have other subjects, you <laughs> might bring them in because I could go on about how this baby's going to be the best, too. Well, that's a bit. You must have got it from granddad. Yes. That's my father. My father, all his life was his children. And then when his grandchildren came along uh they were added to his boasting list mm-hmm. he it was when people used to come and we had the most hospitable home growing up always visitors but those poor visitors i know every visitor that came he would start talking about his children and all the things they could do and then when we began having our children, they were his grandchildren, then he added them to the boasting list. So he would be telling everybody about these amazing grandchildren. These people are just having to sit there and <laughs> sit there and listen to this long boast. And the more grandchildren he had, well, the longer the boasting list went on. I know, oh, so but I think it is genetic, Mum, because I remember be. Granddad just sitting there and yes. staring at me and all when I would, like, play a little guitar. Oh, yes. And maybe you I was writing a little song. the greatest guitarist in yes. the world. And I wasn't, but he would stare at me like, how could this human be more fantastic? Oh, I know. And now I find myself doing that with yes. my grandchildren. And when you and Serene would sing, he'd yeah. be opening his mouth with the words. Yeah. Just <laughs> It's a genetic thing, so all. Oh, yeah. yes. So then she does have um, three other children who are not yet married, and that's Rocky and Noble and Autumn. Autumn is the youngest. Autumn, oh, she just had her 13th birthday. 14th, didn't? yes. 14th, help. Yes, oh, she is just growing up the most beautiful girl and uh, so they are so blessed with their lovely family and it's so we are so blessed here on the hilltop with so many of the cousins um everybody lives their own life but we're all pretty close and so they can all get together at a moment's notice I noticed when um, Autumn came back from she'd been away for a weekend and she came back it was her birthday but she just didn't arrive home she came back and there were all the girls and the cousins. They had a surprise birthday waiting for her and just made it so wonderful yes. for her. Just so Precious. incredible. Yes. And uh, anyway, yes. So, Pearlie, um, now you're also, I think, Oh, you'll be married soon. 25 years, won't yeah, you? 25 years in March. I can't even believe Hard that. Hard to believe. I can't believe I'm saying that. No. no. Yes. But, I mean, I think we're talking here, Mum, and, you know, we're saying, oh, and it's so great, and we're going on and on. And, <laughs> you know, and everyone's thinking, oh, they live a perfect life. They've never had a day of trouble. But, you know, and I look at the 25 years of marriage, and, and we're talking about families and children growing up and having grandchildren and the glory of it all. You know... Life is not all perfect. We don't no. sit here in a bubble on the hilltop and just because we, we count don't. we count our joys though, mm. you know, and we celebrate them. But I look back at my 25 years of marriage and I think that wasn't all easy. I think we you invest mm. and it and it pays off, but there were some days that were just brutally hard. Mm. And 
you know what I mean? So I, I can talk about those days, but 25 years of marriage, it's the most precious thing in my life. Yes, that I well, can say I would that. say, now looking at you, you know, and anybody looking on would say, oh, you have such a beautiful marriage. But as you say, yeah. it, you had. It, you could, it just didn't happen. No, no. Tell us some of the things well, I, I that you like... felt to make it what it is today. Yes, I mean, you, you tend to marriage. And I, and I thank God that my marriage is so beautiful. I, and it does. It gets... Uh, <laughs> I'm amazed. But, but it certainly didn't happen that way on its own. No. So that nothing happens nothing on its own. Nothing happens on its own. It's like this affirmation that yeah. I constantly say. Things don't just happen happen you have to make them yes. happen and I think my marriage could have fallen apart like anybody's mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. anyone can get married and they're in love yes. and everyone feels the love or you wouldn't get married yes. but every marriage could totally fall apart because you're going life is going to hit you that's know right and and that's when you dig deep yes and um you know I remember uh, a dear friend of mine saying to me years and years ago and I've never forgotten it she said often and it happens perhaps in nearly every marriage. There are times when the tide goes out. Yes. And when the tide goes out, you see all the ugly things mm-hmm. on the beach. You know, it's, it's not a pretty sight when the tide's out. Right. There's tin cans and yeah. there's this and there's that and there's all the ugly stuff. But she said, there is a law of God. Mm. The tide always comes in again. Yes, And uh, she was using that analogy about marriage. And I think it is a wonderful analogy. Yes, there can be times when the tide goes out and things look ugly and oh my. And uh, perhaps we can talk a little bit about how to get through those times. But dear precious ladies, perhaps you're going through a difficult time in your own marriage at the moment. Maybe... You feel the tide is out and all you can see is ugliness. But there is a law. It's an eternal law. That tide always comes in again. And if we will apply God's principles, God can do wonderful things and just bring that tide in again and just cover all Mm. that ugliness. Cover it all. Yes. And what I feel like if there's, if the, you know, if you're looking at it and it looks undone and it looks like everything you've worked for is a mess, you know, it, you investing in that, it can be better than you ever, ever, ever could mm-hmm. even conceive because mm-hmm. God is the God of miracles. I look at mm-hmm. my marriage and I, and I see it now and I think, no, that right there is a pure miracle. It's like someone leaping out of a wheelchair miracle. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got married and it, and it was all oh, the love and the hormones and everything and 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 we and we did life and we had babies and it was uh five babies in 10 years, you know, so it was just getting through and we went through rough times of no money and um, <laughs> you know, no car and all of that. And then there were the times where it was like I don't even know who you are anymore. You know, I mean, are you that person that I married? And just looking at that person and thinking, what do we have? What am I holding on to here? And then I realized, well, I'm holding on to the 
marriage itself. Yes. And, and that is what to, I hold, held on yeah. to. And marriage you had to itself. choose what you were going to do. Absolutely. It's a choice every day. And he probably had to look at me and, and say the same thing. And then I had to realize, you know, it's a choice. Who do, what am I seeing in that person? Because I, I could list, I, you know, back, back when sometimes we're hard, I could list everything about, you know, my husband that I thought was wrong. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, well, all the things that he's doing wrong. Why isn't he um, calling me, honey? Why isn't he saying all these nice things to me anymore? And why is he, you know, reserved? And why is he in a cave? And, and why is he look angry? And why is he mad? And, or I could say... My husband goes out to work every day and he comes home and look at him with the children and he still loves me. And yes, he's going through a hard time, but, but look, and, and he fills my car with gas and, and look at who he is. And he stayed at that job that he hates for 12 years just for me. And, you know, and it was just looking at, no, no, I could see all the bad or I could see all the good. And when you hold on to that good, hmm. even more good comes down hmm. the track. Hmm. and it gets better and better. It doesn't mean that there won't be rough times because I think in every marriage, I don't care how perfect you start off. I don't care if you're two little homeschooled children and you're both virgins and it's all perfect. I don't care. You're going to see rough times too. And that's when you dig in and that's when you look at like, is this worth holding on to? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I'm, I'm thinking of a, some dear friends of mine just as you're talking Uh one of them was my bridesmaid, and uh, they got married, and they had a tough time of it. I mean, I think because they were believers, uh, so they were strong believers in the word, and they didn't believe in divorce, but I mean, if they could have, they'd been mm-hmm. divorced, and they weren't compatible, and they it was just, it, it was a mess. But they stuck together they they stuck it out but now they'd be married as long as we've been married Mm -hmm. and they have the most beautiful marriage today Mm -hmm. they're just a sweet lovely couple who I don't think could do without one another for one day I mean they grew eventually because they stuck there yeah they grew together And and when we get back to see them because they live in a different country than us because we moved to the States, they it's just a delight to be with them. And 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 they're just there they are. They're precious, lovely, and just enjoying one another. And I'm sure there another. were times when you would have looked at them and thought, Well, how on earth could mm. they make this work? I know. You but know, they but did. It, but it but it's but it's it's not there's impossible. something about sticking together sticking yes. to your covenant and ladies it, it seems as though today it, i i'm seeing that the theme of what we're saying is we are just talking ad lib that the theme is to stick stick at it when you're you know in motherhood okay you're with you just your little ones and it's not easy and they're all around you think oh when will I be finished with all this oh no don't think like that just just look for the joy that is set before you because there is a joy that is set before you uh these children grow and you come into the fruit of all that you've been sowing it is true you reap what you sow 
and uh, you will be blessed in your motherhood. It's the same as a wife. And as Pearlie has been saying, you know, you can go through these rough patches and it's not easy and you don't think you even like this person you're married to. But you stick with them and you sow seeds of love Mm -hmm. and you sow seeds of encouragement and, and you sow seeds of stickability and you sow seeds of sweetness and you keep sowing all the good seeds and you begin to reap. And, and I mean, I have my husband and I, we have now been married uh, 55 uh, plus, 55 and a half years. That's a pretty long time. That's great. And, um, oh, I have to say... Our marriage is so much more. We've always had a lovely marriage, but I can't even compare what it is today to what it was. I mean, it was pretty. It was lovely, and right. but this. But I don't have a lovely marriage now. No. I have an amazing yeah. marriage. I mean, it gets better. Everything gets better as you walk with God. Sometimes it takes the tough times to get better because if yes. it was just lovely and easy every day, mm. there wouldn't be that beauty that comes through trial by fire. Yes. Sometimes yes. it just refines you and makes everything more precious yes. when you go through just some really rough times. But I think one thing that has helped me and I to this day, I think I, I realized this about 10 years into my marriage that um, I I no longer was talking to my husband like I was dating him or courting, you know, if you Mm. want to use the correct words. I was just like, we knew each other so well, and we were just like trying to get through, and it's like, okay, did you pick that up at the store? You didn't? I asked you to. Come (laughs) on, come on, honey, why didn't you do that? You know I needed that. I mean, just the tone, right? Mm. And then one day I just got this, it was like a paradigm in my head. Well, I, don't, I no longer talk to him the way I did when I was dating or look at him the way I did when we were courting or use the same tone. I have a different, I have a I know you tone and I can sort of speak however I want now. And I train myself to go back mm. to that. Sometimes I slip up now, but I, it's been a training. And so mm. mostly the way I talk to my husband now is the same way I did when we were dating. And I tell you, it has been such a precious thing in my marriage I think to keep that beautifulness going, to keep the freshness, to keep the specialness that, Mm. hey, we're in love and this is special. Yes. And it is what you said, training yourself to do that. Oh, it's absolute training. Yes. It's so much easier to, you know, throw a little fit or do a little assignment treatment or just speak whatever you want than to say, hold on, I'm not going to do that. What would be the best reaction here? What would why couldn't I smile at my husband here? Or why couldn't I touch him now? Yes. You know, it's just, it's easy to do all those flesh stuff that you just feel. You just feel and you want to let it out yes. rather than train. No, but that's not building my marriage. It's actually tearing it down. Mm. And it's, it's just habits. Yes. Yes, that makes me think of Titus 2 where it says the older women are to teach the young women. And some translations say to train them. That's interesting. Um, but often it's training yourself. Right. <laughs> but we do have to train. and uh, it, But it's lovely in that passage in Titus 2 where it tells the older women to teach the younger women to love their husbands. It, it's an interesting word, the word that's used there. 
It's the word philandros. And of course, that's one of the filio words, which means friendship, love. And it's really talking about a love there. It's not talking about agape love, the love of God, which is important. We need that in our marriage because in these times when perhaps the tide goes out and that's when you mm. have to push into the agape love of God, love of God, you've got none left of your own. It's gone out the door. But you still have love because you have God's love shed abroad in you by the Holy Ghost who is given unto you. So you you have to press into that love and and just love with God's love, even if you haven't got any of your own love. And so you need that agape love in your marriage. You need the eros love in your marriage, which is sexual love. But the love that it's talking about here is a... A friendship love, a uh, a touchy love, a love where we're showing uh, just physically uh, that we love our husband, like touching him, kissing him, just rubbing him, just being uh, affectionate. And that's the love that we are told to encourage uh, in the young marrieds, this affectionate love, oh, being affectionate. Yeah, and I have found... The more affectionate you are to your husband and just doing it, doing it because you know that's what you should do, that just makes you more affectionate. And then the, yes. you become more loving. It, it feels all natural. just grows and grows but and grows. But if you're touching your phone more than you're touching your husband, you yes. know. I mean, sometimes exactly. I ask myself that. And yes. one thing I decided to do once and I read that's this. That's a good one. Touching <laughs> your phone instead of your husband. That is a good one. Whew, well, wow. obviously, you may not be around your husband as much as you're around your phone. But if you are around your husband and your phone, husband comes first. Yes, absolutely. Know? Well, that reminds me of a friend who uh, was telling me she was running a big um, homeschool email group. And she said, Nancy, she said, rather alarming. She said, at 10 o'clock at night, that's when this homeschool uh, e-group gets going. Right. She said, obviously, mothers have got their children in bed, they've finished the day, and now it's my time. <laughs> so they get on to email or social media or whatever, but it's 10 o'clock at night. Their husbands are going to bed. Yeah, come on, let's talk about that. <laughs> they are up on their social media, he's in bed on his own. What is he doing? Waiting for her. And <laughs> I think this is something that is uh, social media, uh, you know, all these things, they they actually can take over a marriage. Yeah, they can if we let them. Another thing quickly on that is um, what, uh, one of my things is, and it wasn't, I, I read it somewhere else, but if I'm walking through the house and I pass my husband, yes. I touch him. Yes. I, think I mean, even if it's on the arm or somehow yes. or a hug, or I mm. stop him. or mm. But that's powerful in my marriage. Oh, it is. And I seek to do that. I must admit, I forget sometimes. Yes. But I, it's in my brain to do but it, it. But, but it's training. It, it becomes is, yes. part. Because then if you walk past and you didn't, you suddenly realize, oh, my goodness, what happened? I better go yeah, back. Exactly. But do you know where that came from? Well, you may have got it from somewhere else. But I wonder if we had told you the story that um, way back, be, well, we were just first married yes and um uh, dad 
told about this man. He was in his about in his eighties and he walked with a walking stick and he told my husband, he said, I have never passed my wife in the home without stopping to give her a hug. Oh, love it. Yeah, I and did I probably did hear he it. He was from in you, his eighties. Yes. Because I do love looking at a man, I think passing things down to the generations, you know. I, I look at yours and dad's marriage. I know it hasn't been all perfectly perfect, but yeah. Oh my goodness! If there was ever a marriage where I see a love that is still romantic to this mm. day, you you and Dad are head over heels. Yes, we about are. one another. It's yes. literally sometimes like, oh my goodness! But it's so good. You're <laughs> well, literally in love with each other. But that's taken tending to, right? I mean, you does. actually feel it after all these yes. years. You actually feel these feelings for that grey-headed man. Mm. You know, in oh, that next yes. room. Absolutely, yes. yes. And I'm quite happy to just look at him and just think how adorable he is. I just love looking at him. <laughs> I know. But I do <laughs> want to get back to one thing since you've got me here, you know, and a big thing that's been in my marriage too is you talked about Eris love. I think, I mean, that's a little bit on a platform that I want to stand on that, um, you know, if, if, you're, if you're doing all these things, you know, you've got the Bible study on Wednesday night and you're going to this group and you're in the homeschooling, yeah, um, you know, you're on the board of this and that, but your husband is alone there in bed at ten at night, I know. and you're that is and you're wrong. talking to the the Facebook group about the you know whatever, mm. you know that's that's when it's that a is problem. Not building your marriage, it's tearing it down. Yes, and and that physical love is so healthy for you. Oh, it builds your immune system. It builds your mm. husband's immune system. It prevents against all sorts of diseases when it's sanctified in marriage. It is incredibly health boosting. It actually makes you look younger. You know, Serena and I have had podcasts and we even wrote a chapter in our tr original Trim Healthy Mama book on that. At least initiate twice a week if it's mm. not happening. And that mm. is when all those um, health boosting things come in. I do want to say, though, I, I, I think especially in the Christian world, there's been this big stereotype that. You know, women never think about it, and the man's thinking about it all day. And it's this stereotype of, oh, no, I have to give him sex tonight. I guess I better go be a good wife. When there's actually a lot of women hurting because they don't feel that from their husband. You know, many husbands are getting type 2 diabetes because of the diet everyone is on. And there's blood, high blood sugar, and um, men don't feel good. Type 2 by, by diabetes lowers testosterone. And I think many women are hurting, and they're... They're, they feel alone. Mm. And I feel like this really, really open relationship about this is something in our marriage on both sides mm. that we need to talk about it. We need to get it right. Because the marriage relationship, what sets it apart from everything else is that physical union. That's right. It's, it's, it's yes. the big difference. Yes. And so, you know, if you're, if you're in your home and you're just becoming comfortable and roommates... It's so yes. much more than that. And sometimes you've got to rip that rug open and there's hard things. Like mom said, the tide goes out. Even with this, even yes. with the sexual part That's of it, you've got to rip true. it open and there's hard yes. things there and yes. there's things you've got to talk about and you don't want to talk about. But you've got to go there and it's hard, but it's so, so worth it. Yes, and that is true. That's one of the things that where you can get into a rush as you get old. I remember having a wake-up call. Oh, 
I think maybe I was in my 60s perhaps and and just realized, hey, wow, it just suddenly hit me. We, we are not coming together intimately as much as we used to. What is wrong? What, what is happening? <laughs> and it was like a wake-up call. Look at Arden over there. Arden does all mum's recording and he has to hear about his grandmother's <laughs> intimate life. <laughs> but anyway, it, I was so glad. It was like a wake-up. I thought, okay, I'm not allowing this. Okay, I've got to change. Right, so I changed. Yes. And? And it has to be the both of you, but... I mean, I think, you know, there's a stigma of when you get older, like I'm a grandmother now, that it, it's just, it should get less because we're all getting older. And I mean, obviously hormones go down and obviously physically sometimes it's actually harder. You know, sometimes there's ailments, people go through things, challenges, health issues. Despite all that, I think it can get better and it can stay frequent Yes. And it should. And, 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 and it's like that preciousness. When something's being tried by fire and you come out the other end and despite all the challenges, you're still there and you're still realizing this is so important and this is special, that's when that preciousness is even. That's why it gets better. Not because you're, you're physically great specimens anymore like you were when you were young or not because mm. you have high hormones and you feel it. You're like... You know, those, those hormones you felt when you were young and you really desire physically the sex, I think mm. it, it changes and it becomes that union where mm. this is so precious. Yes. This is so and you, precious. And just knowing that this is what God intends and that when uh, at the very beginning he said, you know, a man shall leave his father and mother and they shall become one flesh. And that's God's description of marriage. Mm-hmm. One flesh. Exactly. So, if that's his description, and you are not one flesh, you you're not really doing what you're meant to be doing. Yes. So rip up the rug, and if there's things there, the problems that you haven't addressed, you know, yes, you got to address them. It's worth mm. it, and it will keep. It, it's not the only thing that will keep your marriage together. No. There's so many issues. You know, we can't just say that's the thing, but it's just so important. Yes, and sadly, I think our time is going. But I would like to just, because we got, we didn't know what we were going to talk about, but <laughs> we got on to marriage, and I'm sure you have been blessed. And I want to just end with reading a little uh, quote, and it's written by someone back in, back in 1838. Goodness me, that's so long ago. And as I read this, you will think, oh, help. Goodness me, this seems a bit archaic. And yet, and yet really, this is how marriage is meant to be. And I think it's good for us to to just get back to what God intended it to, because we're living in a day when everything is coming against marriage and uh, the independence of women is becoming stronger and stronger and stronger and they don't feel that they can be told what to do in anything by a man. I mean, there are so many women, they don't believe their husbands can tell them anything because I am a woman and, and it's just destroying marriages. And so can I just read this to you? Woman's mission is to be the suitable helpmate of that man to whom she has given herself as the companion of his pilgrimage upon earth. 
She is in wedded life to be his constant companion in whose companionship he is to find one who meets him hand to hand, eye to eye, lip to lip, and heart to heart, to whom he can unburden the secrets of his heart, pressed down with care or wrung with anguish, whose presence shall be to him above all other friendship, whose voice shall be his sweetest music, whose smiles his brightest sunshine, from whom he shall go forth with regret, and to whose company he shall return with willing feet when the toils of the day are over, who shall walk near his loving heart and feel the throbbing of affection as her arm leans on his and presses on his side. In his hours of private companionship, he shall tell her all the secrets of his heart. Find in her all the capabilities and all the promptings of the most tender and endeared fellowship, and in her gentle smiles the unrestrained speech enjoy all to be expected in one who was given by God to be his companion and friend. That companionship which women was woman was designed to afford to man must of course be included the sympathetic offices of the comforter. It is hers in their hours of retirement to console and cheer him. When he is injured or insulted, to heal the wounds of his troubled spirit. When burdened by care, to lighten his load by sharing it. When groaning with anguish, to calm by her peace speaking words the tumult of his heart and act in all his sorrows the part of a ministering angel i love that mom so beautiful and this is the heart of marriage it's time we got back to god's ways and stop being influenced by this independent spirit of the day can you say amen? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's these this day and age, it's like, oh, don't be codependent on your husband. I yes. think both, we we need to be codependent yes. on him and he needs to be codependent on us. And yes. oh, what junk. I don't, in this modern age, about separate bank accounts, I my, my time and this and that. No, that was so beautiful what you read, Mum. It's truth. Yes. Yes, Lord, we just thank you that you showed the way for marriage. It was your design. You planned it, and you want it to be so beautiful and so one because you have made us one. I pray for every marriage, every wife listening. Lord God, oh God, give her hope for her marriage. Lord God, just give her that, oh, that... that um anointing of your spirit to rise up and and love even when there is no love and to give encouragement when she feels that she gets nothing herself because lord your word says that when we give we will receive that when we sow we will reap and that's just a law of the universe it's an eternal law so father i pray for every marriage that you will strengthen it and uh, bring healing and make it whole. And Lord God, we just ask for strong marriages, strong marriages to fill this land because a, a nation is only as strong as its marriages and families. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
and thank you, Pearly, for You're being so with us today. Thank you.